0: Lock on. 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 Lock on. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check out check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, it is a Wednesday. The week two of the NFL season is here. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm very tired. I,
0: you caught me mid-yawn.
1: <laughs> I was like, uh, "Yeah, it's been a it's been a long, fantastic week." I'm excited we are in week about week
0: two, buddy. It's week two. I, I, you're I know. Tired.
1: I know. It's, it's not week two in my life, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I mean, it, this is we get a, a, a definitely a better game. I think this week with with Washington. Um, so it's just kind of another test to see exactly where this team is.
0: Sure. Uh, and coming up on today's show, we're going to do some Twitter questions. Uh, you guys have a lot of good ones. And I want to start with one, Landon, that's right up your alley. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, you, you'll like this one. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Uh, we've got this question from at ASAP, Alfredo21. Uh, he wants to know about Travis Frederick's first game back. How did he do? Did he look it like he was back to full speed? Uh, you watched the L22. What did you think of Travis Frederick?
1: I thought he was good. I mean, I don't know that he's all the way back to you know peak Travis Frederick. Frederick yet.
0: Is he an upgrade over Looney at this point right now? For yeah, a I think so. Share?
1: I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think he's somewhere between Looney and, and normal Travis Frederick. You know, I, I think he's on the other side of that spectrum of it. He's certainly not a liability. He certainly is playing, you know, well enough. He's I mean, his mind is giving them enough uh, help as it is. I mean, they're, uh, I think that he's very integral in helping sort out a lot of some of the complicated blitzes that will happen. You know, I think last week they didn't, they knew that they didn't have the pass rushing talent to kind of just win against the Cowboys, Um, you know, straightforward and just, you know, four four rushmen coming out four linemen coming at the, the offensive line and attacking and trying to win. So they, they tried a lot of stunts and some blitz and some, Loops and that sort of thing, and, and I think that everything kind of got sorted out. Obviously, well, because Dak never got sacked, uh, and I think a huge part of that is Travis Frederick and, and the communication that he provides in the middle of the, the offense. And then on top of that, I mean, I think where we're where he's still working his way back into being Travis Frederick is that he is, you know, normally an elite second level player, and when he gets off his uh, off the initial snap and is getting to the second level to, to block people, uh, it's 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 masterful. And I think he's just not yet a hundred percent comfortable there.
0: I think, I think he missed. He made a couple of plays where he missed it by just a beat. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, just yeah. That little bit, and you know what, that part of it could be missing the whole year, but it could just be rust of just not playing. You know
1: what I mean? Oh, I th- that's what I think it is exactly because everything... Look, he's not athletic. The reason he... I mean, you know, super athletic for in the realm of NFL player, but what the reason he looks like he moves athletically is because he's so he's done that rep so many times he's so confident and like and he's and he's you know it's it's a a familiarity it's like when you play it's like playing fast you know it's not that you're fast it's that you're you've done this before you have muscle memory there he's kind of rebuilding that and i think as the snaps go on and on it'll get better and better and it'll get closer and closer back to what he was
0: so at what point in the season can we kind of expect him to be back to the pro Bowl all pro level like are we talking like midway through the season maybe closer to the playoffs what do you expect
1: it's it's tough to estimate something like that but i i would say you know i mean just based on where he's come since training camp i, I would you know a couple weeks okay. you know, not not that long i don't think I mean, he he he's really improved quite a bit just since uh, you know just since they uh uh were you know starting things up with sure. him getting on the field in training camp so i, I you know i think that there's a chance that this this could be happening sooner than later.
0: All right, this next question comes from Mark. Uh, He says, with Tavon Austin missing practice with a concussion, and actually let me clear that up really quickly, Jason Garrett said in his Wednesday morning press conference that Tavon was dealing with concussion-like symptoms on Tuesday, Uh, so they're going to hold him out on Wednesday. We'll see about his status on Thursday, Friday going forward. But assuming he doesn't play Landon, do you think we'll see more of Tony Pollard running the jet sweeps and lining up as a receiver this week? Do you think it'll be more Randall Cobb doing that kind of stuff? Uh, what's your game plan for the Cowboys if Tavon Austin can't go? I mean,
1: I think it's likely to be a little bit of both. I mean, I think that, I don't know that they're specifically, you know, like they only want Tavon Austin running that kind of thing. I, I think that they've kind of opened it up a little bit more, you know, because we saw. Uh, uh, Cobb. We saw Cooper kind of running c- across the formation like that as a, a kind of either a constraint or at least faking that they were going right. to, uh, you know, potentially hand it off to him. So uh, I don't know that they're going to limit themselves like maybe they have in the past with that spot. I think as far as if they're giving the ball to somebody on those, then likely yeah, it would probably be Pollard or Cobb. You know, that's the. I mean, I, but I honestly I think really the the fact is is that you've got speed on a bunch of different spots here now. So I feel like in a way that you probably couldn't last year, you could probably afford to give this ball to, you know, Pollard or give it to Cobb or give it to Cooper. I I think any of those guys probably would be fine doing that role in a way that, most of the other kind of backup players who did that last year weren't.
0: My guess is you just won't see a lot of that stuff this week if Tavon's not there, right? I mean, uh, the Cowboys might run one jet sweep, they may one, you know, go sweep just to keep some of the, you know, the play similar. But I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of that stuff if Tavon is out. We'll see how he responds with these concussions. They're always so unpredictable. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what plays out here. Um, let's take a quick break. We will come back, and we will answer some more of your Twitter questions. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win. And they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, this next one comes from JimmyJam's92. Uh, what is the realistic trade value for Taco Charlton? I know there's some people out there, landing that are wondering if the Cowboys could move on from their former first-round pick. He wasn't active last week. He sent out some cryptic tweets. I know Jason Garrett has kind of been saying you know, he's trying to compete for a jersey every single week. Uh, if the Cowboys decided to move on, maybe they, they like uh, Joe Jackson a lot or they're trying to open up a spot for Robert Quinn next week, what could you expect to get back in the trade?
1: I I really don't know. I mean I I think this it's it's a tough it's a tough evaluation because I mean he hasn't really played a ton. Um you know I think the value that you're hoping on getting is that you find a team that liked him pre-draft. Mm-hmm. Um so they are interested in the player beforehand. Um and then that has kind of opportunity for him because i think you know a lot of the issue or at least the, a lot of what you can convince yourself the issue is with taco charlton is that he doesn't have the opportunity to kind of grow um so if they can convince some team that hey this guy just needs a chance and we didn't we have a really deep team so it's tough for him to get that opportunity you want to take a flyer on him i mean i'm still thinking like I can't imagine them getting more than a fourth, right? No, that, like I,
0: I, my 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 gut says it would be like a fifth or sixth round pick.
1: Yeah, maybe even conditional. Like I, I can't imagine that it's a lot. I mean, just because he hasn't done a lot, the first round pick, you know, it doesn't really val it, it doesn't retain its value when it's trading time. Like once the guy uh, is becomes available for trade, even if the reason is that the team is extremely deep at that spot. His his value takes a hit, and for a guy who you know hasn't really done anything in the league, uh, you know his value is already kind of low. So I can't imagine them getting more than that.
0: Well, what's funny though is you're right that as soon as you say uh, a first rounder is up for trade, you're not going to get a lot. But if you're if you are a first round pick and you're cut, you're going to continue to get chances and chances and chances. I mean we've seen this with. A perfect example is Eric Flowers with the Redskins now, right? He got cut and was awful in New York, and he's gotten multiple chances to start at different positions. So I have no doubt that if the Cowboys moved on from Taco, you'd probably see like 10 or 11 different teams put a waiver sure. claim in them. But I don't but know that. But that's value, actually, you know? Right. Like I, that's, I, that's
1: also like investment. Like that's, right. you know, the, the thing is, is that that's why I think it's going to be hard for them to trade him because yeah, absolutely. it's – you know, the, the the deal is is that you're hoping to get a good player on a cheap deal who's rising, right? Mm-hmm. If you have to invest a draft pick into that, then it kind of defeats the purpose, or right. at least it, it over it makes your it means you're already overpaying.
0: If the Cowboys want to get a lot of value out of Taco to trade, the the best thing they could do is trade him for another player, right? Trade him for yeah. another uh, guy that you know maybe another team is down on and they you think a change of scenery works. Um, just kind of. Tying those in together. Let's say the Cowboys do trade Taco for a player. Is there a specific position that you think the Cowboys could maybe look, make a move at? Is it running back, trying to get another veteran in here behind uh, Elliott? Is it defensive tackles? Is it cornerbacks or safety? Is there one spot on the roster you think could use a little bit of an upgrade?
1: I mean, this is a good roster. It's part of the problem. I, I um, don't see.
0: Ma- I don't see many spots where you say, "Okay, we need a veteran who can play at this spot here." You know what I mean?
1: I, I mean, I think even the part of the problem now is that you know you could say safety, but 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 like if you traded for a safety now, now you I mean you have too many safeties right now because of injuries to some of these other safeties, uh, and and on top of that, uh, you know, you also have a guy that you want to look at in in Wilson once he gets healthy. So, you know, I think it's more likely that they get a trade for a pick because I I just don't know unless... I I just can't think of a spot where they're going to trade a taco valued player for another player who is going to come onto this team and you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the one name that really I always a fit. thought.
0: I, I was gonna say the one player that I always thought made a little sense in you know, you know one of these trades was trading Taco for Carl Joseph, the safety of the Raiders, because he's a he's an in the box safety who can play the run really well. You don't necessarily want him in pass coverage. Uh, he's a former first round pick, but now that their first round safety from this year, Jonathan Abram, is out for the year, they need Carl Joseph. So it's. I, I, I'm just running out of names at that safety spot where I think they could come in and give you valuable snaps, and that they're, they're significantly better than a Donovan Wilson or a Dar- Darian Thompson. You, I mean, it, you, there's just not a lot of players that I think make sense there. If, if, if I mean, it, we'll see. It, you never know. You never know what team yeah. you know what they could offer. But uh, we it's see. a
1: pick seems more likely. Yeah, I,
0: I would agree. Um, all right, this next question comes from at. A-S-O-R-I. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, oh, okay. what what are the odds Kellen Moore becomes the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? I like oh, this man. question, Landon. What I know do you, you do.
1: Um,
0: let's, let's play this out really quickly. Let, let's say Kellen Moore goes on this year to produce a top five offense, and that's everything they've ever wanted teams are going to call about him being their head coach, right? You just Good offensive coordinators don't last very long in the NFL. We've seen that time and time again. Anybody under Sean McVay has already gotten a head coaching job. Kellen Moore at the age of 30, 31, if he has a good season in Dallas, he's going to get chances to be a head coach. What do you do then if you're the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I think you have to worry about that later. I, I, I don't. I just don't. I think it's way too early to speculate about that. I mean, it's week one. People are excited, People
0: what? are excited about. People are excited about Kellen Moore. I mean, this is so the whole they, point you know, of the podcast is to speculate.
1: Uh, they should be, but, but I, I just, I just don't know that. Like worrying about him being a head coach yet is, is like at least we need to get to ha- like halfway through the season to see that. I, I, I mean, I, you know. Uh, I'm, I, I think it's it's a very difficult situation. If if they get through the rest of the season and do well, to see me them firing Jason Garrett and then putting in Hel- Kellen Moore as the coach, like I,
0: I have yeah, a hard I mean, time seeing that. Okay, well then let's let's answer this next question. This one comes from at Game of Inches podcast. How many games in this season do you feel do you feel it needs to be? Think Kellen Moore is the real deal for the Cowboys offensive coordinator. So, how many games do you need to see, Landon, of Kellen Moore to know he's the next great thing? Uh,
1: I mean, I think we need to see him against some. Better opponents first, so we got to get at least until. I mean, we need to see him against New Orleans. Let's see him against you know Chicago, Chicago, the Eagles. Let's see those games first. I I don't know that it's necessarily like about a number of games. I I think it's more about what does he do with the opportunities in front of him. And and I I think right now the opportunity, you know, it was kind of low hanging fruit. Washington will be a better uh, test, but then you got Miami again, so it's like. You know, I, I don't know that.
0: I, I'll say mine, six games. That's what yeah, I, you, okay. You'll know within six games. Six games sure. oh, but I think
1: it. that lines up because ga- game six will probably be like what? They'll play, I mean, that's New Orleans and then Philly, right? Yeah, For like, and,
0: and that's what I think it is, right? You'll, you'll yeah. get to see them against two very different kind of uh, teams. You'll actually get to see them uh, against the Packers, and I think the Packers have a better defense this year. Uh, then you'll get to see him against you know some easier partners, the Jets and the Dolphins. I, I think those are important, too. You've got to be able to take care of business against those kind of teams. So uh, I, I think by week six, week seven, I think we'll have a pretty good idea of what Kellen Moore is. And, you know, truthfully, I think we kind of already kind of we – we have an idea of what Kellen Moore is now, right? We know he's going to be somebody who uses a lot of pre-snap motion, a lot of play action. Uh, it, it, my biggest question is can he adapt – you know, when the games are closed, can you figure out ways? You know, if the, if teams are stopping the play action and they're basically just dropping everybody into coverage, can they find other ways to be successful in both the run and the pass? So, uh, I'm sold, but I I, I do think we're going to need a couple more weeks to at least you know see what else he has in the bag.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's it's not just about the number of opportunities; it's the quality of the opportunities uh, sure. and how he avails himself there and. Yeah, I mean, I think he's already clearly uh, qualified for the job. I mean, you know, it's so. Yeah, I I just think it's, you know, we're talking about how good he can be, and we need more data points here.
0: All right. Uh, Cameron has some good questions for us. We'll try to do these a little rapid fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the one injury other than Dak that could derail the Cowboys season? So, what is the most important player on this roster other than Dak right now?
1: On uh, offense and defense, huh? Well, yeah, um, yeah,
0: if you're just all all together. All, well, which one would you think is the most uh, invaluable, the one that cannot lose?
1: Demarcus Lawrence would be pretty bad. I mean, just because I think it, right now it, you need, until some of these other guys still step up and, and, and show something as a pass rusher prowess, like, it would be bad to kind of lose your top dog there, I think.
0: Um, I'll I'll say Amari
1: Amari would be be not great either
0: because although I love Michael Gallup I don't think he's ready to be a number one receiver yet and I think a lot of the reason Gallup is successful is because Amari can dominate number one cornerbacks, he can draw attention if you have to play Michael Gallup as your number one receiver who would be the other outside receiver that you'd have to rely on would it be Devin Smith would it be Randall Cobb I, I don't love that We'll see. Um, next question, Landon. What did you make of uh, Jalen Smith on Sunday? How did you think he played? Uh, I personally thought it was kind of a shaky game, especially in the first half. What did you see him take? tape? I'm sorry, you
1: cut out for a second. Who's, who's the name? Uh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I agree. It was. It was a. It was a. It was not one of his best performances. I think he just seemed. Rusty to a certain degree. I mean, I just think there was confusing plays, uh, conf- confusing, confusion on some plays, uh, and I think he was reading things not as quickly as he has before. Uh, I, I also think that a lot of his bad play kind of evened out as the game went on. I would agree, yeah. Um, so I, I'm not terribly concerned about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to watch, especially the you know, first and second quarters of Jalen Smith and think that he had a good game.
0: Yeah, it doesn't concern me. I think he's going to be fine long-term, but it just wasn't his best game. Um, Let's go ahead and do one more question. This one comes from John. Uh, Jordan Lewis balled out against Giants. If he continues to play this well, do you see the Cowboys letting Byron Jones walk because of the depth at cornerback? What do you think about Jordan Lewis potentially taking Byron Jones' spot next year?
1: I mean I don't know. It's it's I I I thought, I think about this a lot too and, and and the kind of how they want to do all this. Um I mean I would almost prefer they let Brown walk sign Byron and then sign Lewis. If that makes sense. And then Lewis is your third, second, whatever c- corner. I you know, I, I don't know. I mean I I think it's a. I think a lot of this depends on how the rest of these deals kind of play out, but I mean, if we're talking about preference, I would love to keep Lewis. Lewis, uh, but I, I don't know that I would love to keep him at the expense of Byron Jones necessarily. That's. Tricky. I'm not afraid of losing Byron Jones if we have to, but like, if you're giving me a choice between Byron Jones and Jordan Lewis, like,
0: well, I think it's all relative to the price, though, right? Would you yeah, rather have, have Byron your- at 15 million or Jordan Lewis at eight million? Because that's tricky for me. I, I love Byron. That, Jones. That's
1: that's not straightforward. <laughs> you know, like right, even I, at the even at the price points, I, and, I think it's pretty close.
0: And you know that Jordan Lewis is going to get paid. You look at guys like Stephen Nelson, who was a number two, number three cornerback for the Chiefs last year. He got ten million dollars in free agency. Jordan Lewis is a better cornerback than that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what Jordan Lewis's market is coming up here because he's a free agent. What after the twenty twenty season?
1: Yeah, uh, I think. A lot of it might be tied to how you feel about Chris Richard's future here. Because I think that that's Jordan Lewis point. might be more scheme agnostic than Byron Jones. But I think Byron Jones will reach higher heights while Chris Richard is here.
0: I, I think that's a, a great point. I, I, I do think probably by, or you could put Jordan Lewis in 32 schemes in the NFL and he would be fine. Byron Jones, I'm not exactly sure if that's the case with everybody because uh, I think he's a press man corner, and I'm not sure that works you know everywhere else. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.